Hello and welcome to Into the Wild, the podcast that brings you wildlife facts, conservation updates and nature stories from the professionals to you. This episode of Into the Wild is brought to you by Leica Sport Optics. If you're like me, money can be tight. I'm not rolling in it and yes, that's probably why I've got long hair. Save money wherever you can, right? So when it comes to binoculars, money is one of the restrictions. I don't always have the total amount up front and I could probably just pay it in dribs and drabs. Well, that's where Leica helped me. Leica have created a new way to shop. Introducing a 0% APR and a 9.9% APR on a large selection of items. Available online, this new program guarantees peace of mind when purchasing your bit of Leica kit. You even get to pick the right financing plan for you. You can read more about this program on the Leica Online Store UK. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Into the Foliage, hosted by me, Ryan Dalton. And me, Janet Garner. The series is all about the green side of nature. Where we chat to the professionals about plants, trees, fungi, grasses. And everything in between. Jan, we're halfway through the series of Into the Foliage. I know. It's gone so, <laughs> it's gone so quick. It has, isn't it? We've done five episodes. This is episode six. Well, and the world's changed. Next week we can hug people. <laughs> what a bulletin to get through, isn't it? Uh, I know. I mean, at the beginning of this, we couldn't do anything. Now we need to be able to hug. Piggybacks next. <laughs> I know. So you can hug, but you can't go in anyone's house. That's the thing. No, God forbid. God forbid you go around for a curry or a Sunday roast. You can't yeah. do that. Well, you wouldn't want to hug someone if they just had a curry, really, though, would you? Yeah. <laughs> would you not, just in case? Leave it a couple of days. Is that really the line we're setting <laughs> for episode six? I you set the fart line there, not me. <laughs> um, so this episode, we should say to the listeners, really, there is no guest. It's just myself and Jan. We decided to do a midway chat didn't we just kind of talk about what we've learned talk about our own gardening experiences i still am convinced that i'm not doing anything right but things are working oh i'm i'm that as well do they call it imposter syndrome isn't it? <laughs> i mean i know that i don't do things right but i've started to tell myself that it don't really matter you know it doesn't no you just try and you just try and enjoy yeah have a go i think the big thing for me as long as i'm not <laughs> up the planet then i'm happy <laughs> See, I don't think I am. I mean, I know you're a lot more aware of that than I am, and I'm trying not to. I mean, I, I wouldn't spray. I mean, you can't help but buy, buy plants in plastic pots, but I do use them again. I don't go mm. out and buy plastic stuff. I try and reuse it all, and mm. you know, I don't. I've got well, I've got about a thousand up the side of me house. So <laughs> I was going to say you use them again, but do you? Because I never do. I've yeah. got, I've got the same. I've got a storage container of about fifty plastic pots. Oh. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Yeah, I do use them actually, because I and I wash them as well. Because last I don't wash them before I'm using them, but when I'm going to use them, <laughs> so I don't transfer any viruses or anything. Because I've been doing quite a few seeds. I've got into the seed game now. Yeah. Um, when you have to prick them out and pot them on. <laughs> I know, she said prick. Prick them out. <laughs> when you have to do that, then you have to give them their own little pot. So so I do use them again. You can actually use them for like, to make bird feeders from. Really? Yeah, you can make like a bird mix and then put them in plastic pots and then hang oh. them. Or you can make bug boxes out of them because you can just drill them to a fence and then put like bamboo in them or stuff oh. like that. So, okay, let's do our plant highlights of the week. I'm oh. going gonna, gonna to have to do two now. <laughs> Oh, you go, um, you go I'm going to show you as well. I know for the podcast listeners can't see this. 
I'll tweet a photo and put it on Instagram as well. But look, my my <gasps> lemon tree has taken a whole new level where it started to get like, can you see that? So it started to grow multiple, like off the stem. It's not just going straight up now, it's growing a branch. OMG. With more leaves. So it's starting to take shape. That's that, a milestone. That is massive. Um, let me see it again. Look, that look is that. so good. I'm so scared of losing it. Yeah. Like I, I'm, all I'm doing is once a week, about 100 mils of water, and I've just ordered some citrus feed. Um, but that's that's one of my um, lemon ones. My other lemon one is for Emma from for What Is Earth Pod that I'm growing for her now. That's good that as one. well. And it started to do the same thing that branched off. And even more exciting, Jam, this is so boring for the listeners, they can't see this. That's my Satsuma one. Oh. So, mate, I, you know, in 50 years, I'm going to be scurvy free. You are. You're going to be vitamin C'd up to the max, aren't you? <laughs> so that's my first highlight, that the citrus plants are starting to take shape. I'm so I'm, sorry for the listeners. That was really boring. But, I'm so impressed. Um, I know. I'm happy with it. My other highlight is that today on the way home from work, after I was dropping off the dogs, walked past someone's house, not one, Jan, not two, but three terracotta pots just left outside saying please take oh that's I so nab good them quicker than nabbing a pint off my dad at the pub <laughs> that's a, that's good it's nice nice yeah. it's what my citrus will be going into when they're ready to be repotted in about six months you've got to take this so stuff haven't you when it's there you've got to take you, it do you know what i mean i had two dogs in hand and i was like well i can't leave them so i put them up under my arm and then when i dropped a dog off <laughs> i asked the customer for a bag for life <laughs> That was a low moment. <laughs> oh. Hi there, here's your dog. And do you have a Sainsbury's bag for life? <laughs> for my terracotta pots I found en route. <laughs> oh. Oh. Sometimes I'm a, a parody of my own self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. That's, that's so, amazing. yeah, that was, um, that's good. That was my second one. What's good. yours? What have, you, um, what have you done in the last week? I've got a thing that I've ordered coming tomorrow. I'm really excited mm. about it and I don't even know why. Well, I do. Um, this I've ordered two. This is so sad. They're wire cloches. They sort of look a bit old-fashioned. But they're not twee, but they sort of go over a plant to protect it. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, and they're, it's like, they're, not for a climber, but just to protect no, the plant. No, you stand it over a plant to protect it. Like you'd, you know, like um, Beatrix Potter, you'd stand it in your, in your potager. That. I haven't got anything to protect, Ryan, but I want them anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just put it over your heart. Oh, it'll be going somewhere. I've got two of them, so they'll be out there. So that's I'm looking forward to them. I'll find something to protect. And um, <laughs> what has been a highlight to me all the way through is tulips. Because You've done well with tulips. Do you know what? I've never bothered with them before because they don't really, apparently they don't really come back that well. And mm. I thought, oh, you know, you spend the money, you plant them in, they come once and then that's it. I suppose you can leave them in, but they've been so nice that I definitely would do it again. I mean, nice. I, I've been pulling them out with the bulb as well because I want the space to put something else in, obviously. Mm. So, um, <laughs> you know, I can't leave them in. And you have to let them die down, don't you, and all that. So I've been pulling them out. I might plant some over the allotment because I've still got them. I haven't got rid of them. But they've been really lovely and a really nice sort of lead into now when yeah. things are starting to come out a little bit. There's not anything out there yet to take their place, but they've really been good. I love them. 
really like it's nice to have the stages of color isn't it like yeah. gardening around by nature it's like it's, if it all happened in spring and then all went you'd be like oh well, that, that was 20 minutes i enjoyed but it's nice to have the bulbs <laughs> and then the flowers and then other things and Do you know, I, don't, be, I don't know what the other things are <laughs> well all your all the summer stuff and the annuals and you know the summer mm. flowers but i've really enjoyed it this year because i've never really got that much on board with daffodils either but this year i sort of got quite a few bulbs and and i've really enjoyed seeing them and it, you do notice spring is starting when you get a daffodil you think oh that's it we're in spring you know it's coming yeah we're buzzing now really nice yeah and i've got alliums coming up i'm so excited about these alliums they're just you know i'm rubbish with names oh you know they're like they're an onion really but they're like a tall stick with a ball on the top of it oh yeah yeah a lot of times they're purple i don't know what color they're going to be because i can't remember what i bought now but i've never had them before but they're just about to bring open oh nice one so excited i've ordered some to come in the autumn to plant for next year because i'm so excited about getting them i put an order in already for next year's i don't know anyone else that's ordered plants for next year oh they have people to tulips okay yeah i don't know anyone (laughs) you're following the wrong people on instagram that is true and no offense to the people i'm following on instagram (laughs) people that don't order their tulips in no. <laughs> Jan's got no time for people that pre-order their garden tulips. <laughs> you um, hate last-minute tulip people, don't oh, you? Yeah, You've always said not. that. Do you know what though? I went to pop to Carly's earlier with a plant. Obviously, said that I don't get the garden. She's got daffod. She's still got daffodils, and I went. How have you got daffodils in your garden? Plants to me sometimes don't make sense. Like yeah. some, you know, I read the back of the seed packet. I put, I put some forget-me-nots in, and they've sprouted like you know about an inch high. And then I looked at the back of the, back of the packet when if you plant them, they'll flower then. And I'm looking going, are they Are they going to flower by when you say they are? Because next I really year. don't. But yeah, well, they might come next year, but I was like... You, yeah, you they're know. biennial, aren't they? they? You plant them one year and they flower the next. Are they? That yeah. packet told me if I plant this year, it'll flower this year. When did it tell you to plant them then? In what month? Eight, well, it said you can plant them up to May, April and you'll get flowers this summer. Mm. Yeah, but forget me not to a spring flower anyway, aren't they? They're not... They, they are? Yeah. If you plant Have I been them, lied to by a seed yeah, company? Yeah, if you plant them April, May, then they, they will grow, they like flower next spring. Foxgloves are the same. Well, you know what? I've got next year. So, so like, I've pre-ordered. Yeah. I didn't know I'd pre-ordered. Shall we recap on what the episodes we've done so far? Shall we? I just feel like on this series, I've learned so much. Yeah. We went in knowing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm telling people about plants. So we started by talking to Leif Burzweed and about orchids. Do you remember that? Long ago well, in November. Yeah, I mean, it was it was so good because I've, orchids are not really a plant that I come on my radar, to be honest. I, mm. I was thinking of being a house plant, but... He was so funny. And what's, yeah. what really sticks with me is the fact that he started liking plants because they couldn't run away. <laughs> that really... That, do you know what? I have not realised that I assigned to something more than that statement since this year. And I've been yeah. taking photos of plants. And I'm like, I totally get what he means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so much less frustrating. Yeah. And, and it was fascinating as well when he was telling us about the way they work. It's just like sending them out with a lunchbox and all that. Do you remember all that? And, oh, the seeds, um, yeah. Do you remember yeah. some seeds are reliant on, like, it takes... This is what I mean, because Leif explained all this stuff so yeah. perfectly. Yeah. As in, to like, it's like the seeds go out, but they haven't got any food that they need to get going, but they take it off of certain fungi. Yeah. And or, it was like, just, um, 
Yeah, and then yeah, they, the, it's like borrowing lunch boxes or something. Like the way plants work is just amazing, isn't it? Really, like when you look at a little tiny seed and that grows into a tree, or a, even well, it wouldn't be a tree in a year, but I mean, you can put a seed yeah. like your forget me nots and your lemon pips. Mm. You know how quickly that grows into a viable plant. It's just amazing. It's isn't amazing. It? And one thing I, I haven't told Leif this, I was meaning to contact him. When we spoke, I had an orchid that I was looking after. The flowers then died down and it completely went. And I thought, well, I'm just going to keep it, keep watering it once a week with some warm water. It's come back. It's grown a new stem, Jan. That's... And I'm like, I am king of the orchids. I mean, that, yeah. is, a, that is a grand term, but... <laughs> I do think you're a bit of a natural with plants. I mean, I am a fluky prick when it comes to plants because i don't i genuinely the lemon seeds and i know it always comes back to the lemon seeds it is my greatest achievement in the plant world (laughs) but it is literally i just thought i'll give that a go and i did they didn't all make it some of them did die down but the ones that have made it touch wood and nail in it so i hope it i hope it keeps um so yeah like the, the first episode i will say to the listeners like if you haven't listened to Many. If this is your first time listening to Into the Foliage, we usually have a guest, um, and our first one was with Leif Burswin talking about orchids, and he, he just, just I learned so much about how they work, how they work with different insects as well. Remember the bee that yeah. tricks a bee into thinking it's a female oh, yeah. bee. Yeah, the bee fancies it. Yeah, the bee orchids. Yeah, and yeah. It, um, so the bee will then pollinate it, and well, basically mate with a plant or try to rub in against the two yeah, heads yeah. of the plant, which put the pollen on, and then it will go to another plant. And it's like, that's just nature working yeah. at its absolute best. That was amazing, really. So I enjoyed learning about them. All this is probably going on out in your garden. And, I you know. know, different ways. You don't even realise that, do you? Um, and then our second episode was with Ali, um, Fungi Ali, talking about, no surprise, fungi oh. and the world of fungi in the UK. That chat was... <laughs> I don't think I've laughed so much on an episode... <laughs> No, he's full of enthusiasm for his subject, wasn't he? Did you go looking for fungi after? I, I, oh, I did at some... When was that? It was a bit late in the year, wasn't it? Like, I'd love to see one of those ones with the red with the white spots on, that little fairy. Fly agaric, that's what it's called. Oh. That's the red with the um, white spots, your fairy tale one. You've also got the blusher, which is a same similar shape. I think it's called Amita rubicens is the Latin, mm. potentially very badly pronounced. Uh, but it's got less colour to it, so very similar shape, less colour. Oh. Yeah, fly agaric, those are the ones that people, I mean, I absolutely adore them. They are amazing. Get quite a few at Hampstead Heath. Really? I was going to say, if you've seen yeah, one. Yeah, there's quite a few up there. But yeah, what I what I liked about that was learning, I had no idea that the fungi was the fruit or the, or the mushroom, sorry, was the fruit of the fungi. Like um, Ali was telling us, kind of like, you know, everything's happening underground, but yeah. the mushroom. So you can pick it. You shouldn't overpick them, but you can pick it, and it doesn't kill the fungi. It's like picking an apple off a tree. So as long as it's done, you know, sustainably, and you're not completely getting rid of it. And, and talking about animals eating them, I think there was a picture the other day of a fox eating a fly agaric really? in the forest, just taking a munch. Yeah, so... You know, they're um, these much-loved but kind of unexplored to the mainstream eye. I enjoyed learning about them. Um, what was the next episode we did? It was Sophie, the weeds. Sophie, wasn't it? With spontaneous plants. Well, yeah, not allowed, weeds or spontaneous not plants, weeds, No, I've taken something out of that, actually. I've actually taken something from that because in my garden, this is why I think nothing comes back because I'm too quick to pull it out. But um, <laughs> I had this weed. Well, I thought it was a weed. When I looked at it, I thought... 
that looks like a little tiny baby pansy, you know, like a little violet. So I thought, mm. that's staying, mate. I mean, it's too, I've never planted it. And it is a weed. I think it's a wild violet or something. But I've left it because it's too nice to pull out. I thought, well, as far as I'm concerned, that's a plant. I'd buy that in a shop because it's exactly it's so pretty. It's got these tiny little purple, like little violas, but smaller. And it's not mm. it's not hurting anything out there. It's just in between a few things. I mean, I go out and buy stuff that goes along the ground to try and cover it all up. And so I thought, why would I pull that out? So I really like that. I'm leaving that. Yeah, because this is what amazes me. And this is what I enjoyed the chat with Sophie about spontaneous plants. Is because if you even if you look at dandelions, and there was a big call this year to like love dandelions and let them grow, because if you have one... On, on your patch of green grass, there's a pit, like this whole attitude of, oh, it makes my grass look unkept and not perfect. Yeah. But if garden centres started selling pots of like dandelions, but there are people out there who'd be like, oh, look, look, wild dandelions for sale. And people yeah. just start buying it. It's like this marketing perception yeah. that if people just started going wild dandelions and you put like the right word in front, yeah. the attitude would change. I'm not suggesting that is what should happen. I'm just saying this, this is how attitudes would change yeah. because the front green outside my house, when that was covered in dandelions, you look at it and it's just absolutely gorgeous. This beautiful sea of yellow. And then even when they go fuzzy, you then got the fuzzy white puff balls on yeah. top, like waiting for the wind to blow and spread them. And it's, I think people would respect wild, you would buy every, most types of flowering wildflower well, if they were for people sale. Do, people do now because they want a wildflower meadow. They're buying, you know, stuff like yellow rattle and all that, that, that sort of mm. kills your grass off. And, you know, they they want that stuff in their garden, don't they? I mean, I've got dandelions because I haven't cut the grass for a couple of weeks and they're there and I'm just leaving them. Mm. I'll probably end up doing no mow mow by default, do you know what I mean, by accident. But that's good. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of doing it anyway uh, because I've had to move a lot of stuff onto the grass because I'm having the guttering done this week at some point. So I've had to move everything, mm. all the pots, so I can't get near it with a lawnmower anyway, so... So, Good time. Yes. Yeah, well, so I am. Dis- Do you know what? On that note, I was so proud of Islington Council. Oh yeah. Because they didn't mow the front green, and honestly, the the amount of plants of so the musk mallow started to come up. Really. Um, or musk mallow. I'm not sure how which way you go. You had purple dead nettle that was all in flower, so the bees were loving that. You had dandelions everywhere, and just like l- really nice patches of long grass with like seeds and stuff. It was just it looked yeah. lovely. And I tweeted going, Do you know, what? I'm so proud of Islington Council because they'd really mow late. They don't mow it. Came back today, they'd mowed it. Completely gone. Yeah. All of it. Should have mentioned And I was just like, well, no, screw them. Because I, do you know what? I was so proud of it. If I'm, ha- if I'm, if I'm all right to mention you when you're doing it right, and then when you really come in, and it's just, it's just a barren, Yeah, like, it's all just cut, and there's nothing there. Yeah. And like, could you not have waited two more weeks? Just two more weeks, because this is the time when pollinators need the food. They need the plants. Yeah. If you wait till just later, not the flowers are not there, are they? Yeah, yeah. So just just leave it. But so that was a bit of a shame. But I think that chat with Sophie for me really helped because I, I mean, you know, I love wildflower anyway. But I think it it got my eyes down on the street floor a lot more rather yeah. than looking for them in the forest or woodland. But I, I enjoyed that episode, learning about like you know the importance of spontaneous plants. Episode four was a when I say a weird topic, I mean. It wasn't something I thought we were going to be talking about. No, but it was it was good though, wasn't it? Illegal plant trade. I mean, you don't realise yeah. that that's even a thing, do you? Really? Yeah, and I think it was hilarious how like 
So our guest was David Roberts for that, telling us about the plant trade and how it works. And David works a lot with wildlife trade, obviously, including plants. And it was just funny to learn how quickly a plant can become illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like just a bit of paperwork or legislation change. And one minute that plant you were trading, it's now illegal. So there's so, there were so many depths and nuances to it. Wasn't yeah, there? I mean, it must be a minefield now with Brexit. Because, I mean, now, like if you look online all the plant passport stuff, where if you go to order something online, and lots of times now plant companies won't send it out of the country, stuff's mm. not coming in as quick. But it, he, it was more the um, like tree ferns and that, wasn't he, that he... Yeah, the big, it was... Um, like the, tropi- the really tropical plants, yeah. The big tropical ones, David wasn't it? was telling us how to, like, you know, because people will obviously take these up in different areas without thinking to sell them because they are worth a lot of money. So it's finding out ways that you can work with the communities and get them to want to preserve these plants yeah, and, and make kind it, of make it sustainable. Make it sustainable, yeah, as a, as a system. So that was really, there was a lot of levels to that. And I think we were both sat there going, I don't know what I'm going to learn. And then we're both there like, this is incredibly, this is a lot of paperwork. (laughs) Yeah, it it was. It was, that was interesting. Um, And then our latest episode was Tremendous Trees with Paul Wood. Yeah, that was good as well. And I think the most impressive thing there is that I never once made a pun on Paul's name. No, you did well. Yeah. I did well, didn't I? You did. I did well. Yeah, very admirable there. (laughs) (laughs) Not. I've come on leaps and bounds. You have. <laughs> um, but we were learning about trees. That episode was incredible. Yeah. Loved it. Because, I mean, who doesn't love a tree? Yeah. Honestly. Like, I don't think I've, there's some trees I look at and you just think, that looks good. It was, it was nice to learn about London as well, because obviously being Londoner and a local Londoner to Paul, yeah. learning about the different trees. And even some of his favourites were some of my favourites in the local area. And oh, I was yeah, like, you, knew, you love that tree too. You knew trees, didn't you? The same. Yeah. That was and good. also my other highlight was you asking about um, sycamores. Helicopters, yeah. And helicopters, that was another highlight. Um, a helicopter comes <laughs> from a sycamore tree. <laughs> I will say to the listeners, when we say a helicopter, <laughs> we don't... <laughs> I don't mean a literal helicopter. <laughs> um, we mean the little seed pods come down as a yeah, little spinny. Yeah, you throw thing, a, is what we around. Do. Shout out, helicopter. Yeah, you do. You go, helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> when there's nothing else to do um, is what we do. And you actually, on that podcast, you taught me a lot about magnolias. Yeah, they're pollinated by beetles. And also from prehistoric Yeah, times. they're really old, really, really one of the first things ever growing or, you know, really a long time ago in dinosaur times. Also, Jan, mm. and I didn't say that, I can't. I didn't think I said it on the episode, did you know you can eat magnolia leaves? Leaves or flowers? Oh, the petals. Really? Sorry, the flowers. Wow. They taste a bit like a garlicky onion. Really? You can use them in salads. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Christina told me that. She saw it on a... Um, and a forager's Instagram, mm. and then Christina just turned up with a magnolia petal and was like, eat that. And you know what I'm like? I was like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> if you're going to be vegan, go the whole hog. Did you eat it then? Um, yeah. Oh, I was ill for a week. No, I'm joking. Oh, no, I didn't know you could eat then. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Um, I was grand. It was, it was nice. It was a bit, I mean, I ate the whole thing. I don't think I was meant to just put the whole petal in. It was, a, it was quite spicy, oniony spicy. Oh, really? But it was, I imagine if you chopped it and put it in a salad it'd be lovely oh there's quite a lot of edible flowers actually isn't there really loads there's loads more than there's you think do you know what also i'm going on a bit of a tangent now but just talking um 
what Christina told me this the same forager on Instagram. We must get her on a show. Dandelion stems, you wash them out, use them as a straw. That's amazing. Should we do that? Should we have a gin and tonic together and use a dandelion? It would be good, but I don't like gin, but I'll I'll have a Diet Coke or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have a Diet Coke, I'll have a gin. Yeah, I don't know. Could you be bothered to wash out a dandelion stem? How hard is that going to be? I would. I'd do it for the picture, Jan, if anything else. Yeah. But I just think, I mean, it would also be the most vegan thing I've ever done. Yeah, and it'd, I think that would take a new place. It'd be quite a short straw as well, wouldn't it, really? You'd have to find a good one. And one, not, you don't want it near a footpath. I don't want to have to wash dog piss off of it. No, it wouldn't be stripey, would it, either? <laughs> no, is that what you look for <laughs> in a, a straw? With a bend in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could always weld a few together and make the straw glasses out of yeah. dandelion shoots. No, that is an interesting fact. That is Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool, isn't it? Because you know, apparently the worst thing for the ocean is straws. Yeah. yeah. I mean you wouldn't. Um that is No, you wouldn't. No, I mean someone has, so people do. <laughs> so that, those are our episodes. So our listeners, if you haven't listened to Into the Furnish, if you're a new listener and this is your first one, this is a very off structure episode for me and Jam, we're just pretty much blabbing. But do journey back and um, listen to Orchids with Leif. We did Go Look for Fungi with Ali, um, Spontaneous Plants with Sophie, Plant Trade in the UK with David, and Tremendous Trees with Paul. Um, so go and have a listen to those. It was it was a really fascinating five episodes, five hours worth of plant knowledge and tree knowledge wow. for you. Um, this next part of this mid-season catch-up with me and Jan is we're going to be talking about, we're going to go on to garden highlights. I know we did our favourite ones of the week, but just garden or plant highlights from the last, since we've been chatting on this show, really. Garden woes, I thought we'd talk about a few things which haven't gone to plan um, and just stuff we've been enjoying. If there's anything, you know, uh, some good gardens we've been going to, things we've been enjoying on our walks and plants and stuff. Um, so... I'm going to start with my garden highlight, Jan, if you don't mind. No. So my wild area in my garden, you know, I absolutely love that. Yeah. I love that little palette I've made. Um, finally found out. So, see, okay, to tell a little bit of background, when it comes to wildflower seeds, I'm not a fan of paying a lot of money for them because I can't always, I don't really have the money to constantly keep buying different seeds. So I like to do a bit of foraging for seeds in the late summer early autumn and then i will plant them i will say a bit of a psa on that i do it sustainably i don't go out and absolutely take everything and i'm very careful with what i take and i kind of try and pick plants i make sure i'm not picking things that are invasive to spread in my garden i do make sure it's nice flowers that's my psa on that if just in case i get any dms but the seeds that have grown up the most in the wild area in my garden i weren't sure what they are i've now identified them jan and there's loads of them, as in, I think the current number of buds is about 20. Wow. And there's going to be a lot more, is field poppies. Oh, lovely. I'm so happy. I was I, I thought poppies didn't make it in the mix, as in like, they didn't take. I thought other plants had taken over and they just didn't grow. But no, I have got loads i'll send you some pictures wow. i'm so they haven't bloomed yet i think I'd give it another two weeks and the first one nice. might. so i'm hoping in my garden i'm gonna have a like nice wall of red field poppies to grow out and the bees will go mental lovely 
So that's um, one of my gardening things. Uh, you said about, about poppies. There's a gardener that I follow on Instagram and YouTube. She's in America. Erin, um, I don't know what her surname is, but she's called the Impatient Gardener. And um, mm. she's really engaging to watch and sort of sensible. And I, I really enjoy watching her. And she said, oh, this is how I plant. It was snow on the ground where she lived because she lives near one of the lakes in over the West Coast of America, like far. Mm. And... Um, she threw these poppy seeds on the snow. She went, that's it. That's what I do to plant poppies. She just slung them down <laughs> in the snow. That. And she said, the thing is, she said, um, poppies seed themselves about all the time. So exactly. why do we do all this fancy stuff? And she said, this is all I've ever done. She said, sometimes they come up, sometimes they come up somewhere else. They might come mm. up over there. But I've, tri- I've tried that. Nothing. No love. Does it not work? Because well, that's it, my method. It will work. It, it will work. I mean, the thing is, what I did, I did that, and then I sort of decided that I needed to mulch the area. So I probably just mm. blocked them all out. So even if they come up another year, you know, they might come up at a different time. Yeah, it might take a few years yeah. or something. Because I think they that's – I mean, if you read the back of a packet or something, and it says, so, you know, oh. like – 15 centimetres apart from each other. Like, oh, I so ain't got time to get a ruler. I've not got a ruler out since my GCSEs. I'm not doing it for no. a bloody seed. Do you know what I, I mean? mean? So I've, I just... I've done, a, I've done it a little bit, but next year what I'm going to do, there's this thing, it's more of an American thing, but it will work here, called winter sowing. Virtually that, throwing them on the snow. But, mm. you know, like a big plastic milk carton. Yeah. Cut it so that there's a little bit of a lid. You can go like that with it you know, open it and shut it, fill it with compost, put your seeds in. This is in January-ish probably. Um, tape it up or attach it back somehow or the other. They tape it. Leave the lid off and just stand it outside and the seeds germinate. Amazing. Because they're, they're, they're sort of open to the elements in a small way through the little hole at the top where the lid would go on. So they're getting some moisture, they're getting air. They're getting snow if it goes in and they germinate mm. when they're supposed to, not because you've been standing them on your radiator for a week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, and the, the plant, I would imagine, because you're doing that, the plants are going to grow hard. They're going to be strong if they're growing out where they're meant to be outside, mm. you know. So that's what I'm going to try next year. But I've, I've had a few successes this year. Most things that I've tried have germinated, but it's just. You've done well. Yeah. No, Your, um, was it sweet peas you did? Yeah, done I've well? got loads of them. I mean, I've, it's just where they're going now. I've put some in my garden. Some are going to the allotment. <laughs> um, what else have I got? I've got some nice um, – they've gone on really well, just looking at them, because they're hardening off now. But I'm leaving them out at night underneath the garden table. They stay out mm. all the time. So some salvias, like annual salvia. Yeah. But they're – like purple, blue Victoria. So I've got them. They're nice little plants now. Um, what else have I got out there? Lavatera, uh, some, and then they've, I've got stuff in the the little greenhouses. Um, snapdragons, zinnias. Oh, I love a snapdragon. Yeah, they're nice. Aren't they oh, loads of cosmos. They're quite easy as well. Cosmos. Um, yeah, I've got I've got my cosmos seeds here actually. Yeah. You want to see them? There you go. These are the only ones I have put indoors. There you go. Oh. Just get them. Gonna take let them me outside. See. Let me see. They don't look like cosmos to me. Let me Actually, are they cosmos? No, these aren't. These are cupid darts. Sorry. Oh yeah, because cosmos are like f- sort of ferny, aren't they? 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my cosmos are um are actually outside. They're actually they're still doing well. Those are the only ones, right? You know, I said I just scatter. I actually planted in lines, and they have come up perfectly in two. Yeah, <laughs> at least. I so sorry, I slag off the other way, and it works just yeah, as the well. The only good thing about doing it in lines, I suppose, if you do it, is you know where they are because that's what I yeah. think I tend to do. I think, oh, I don't like the look of that, and I'll end up pulling it out. Or, I mean, I'm not out. But that's a good thing with doing a wild area. I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you do a wild area and pots, you can just throw stuff yeah. in a wild area and see what happens, and then. Let it do itself. I mean, I, I make it. I make it sound like I'm out there weeding every five minutes, and I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not. You're, you're an over motherer of plants. I, we know I think that. I have been, but I, I know I've got to get a bit tougher. Really, that's why I want to try this winter sowing next year. But I've been, you know, I've had. They've been successful. The seeds that I've done, I'm quite happy. The dahlias as well. Um, but I did, you know, I'll admit now, I got over enthusiastic. And pot, pot, <laughs> potted them up to it. I was too eager, too ambitious because I wanted to do cuttings where I was going to mm. put all these cuttings and all the plants that would result from the cuttings. How many cuttings did you do? None, because I realised that I had seventeen dahlias on the go, and they're big. <laughs> where are the cuttings going to go? Do you know what I mean? That I haven't got anywhere to put them. So um, I thought, no, this year be conservative. But I'd already potted them all up, and I actually did throw two or three away because it looked like they weren't going to do anything and a couple mm. that I forgot that I had when I went back they'd sprouted so they probably would they're probably sprouting in the compost bin now down the allotment <laughs> probably get dahlias growing out of the compost lovely that'd be beautiful people be looking at your compost bin going how have they done that <laughs> I know yeah so there's They've, they've done well. There's 17 dahlias ready to go in virtually in the next couple of weeks. So I'm going to put some in my garden and then take the majority of those to the allotment. Let's talk about gardening woes. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had a few. I, mean, I was really like, so I think the biggest one, that, and when I say it upset me, I think Christina was actually a little bit concerned <laughs> about me. <laughs> Do you remember, and I don't know how you're going to take this sentence, but do you remember my peach pip? Yeah, I do remember because I tried it myself and nothing happened. But yeah, I do remember. I put it in a Tupperware of soil in the fridge for about two months. Nothing. And then I put it in the garden and forgot about it. And it was in the garden for about another three months. And I went, oh, my peach pip as every vegan does at some point in their life. And I went out there and it had germinated and I was so excited. I think I messaged wow. you straight away. Yeah. I was like, look, it's got a root. And a root was about two inches. And I was like, here we go. We're cooking with fire now. And then I, I just put it in a pot and it just died. It just completely rotted. And I was like, you should have just left it alone. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. You don't know what to do for the best, do you, really? For the listeners, this is not a scientific fact. <laughs> <laughs> which is something Ryan says way too much on the show. But my observation is when germinating a seed like a peach pip or a lemon pip or something like that, don't just wait for the root. I mean, with the, I don't think the lemons really flower, but peach pips, you germinate outside because they need the cold. Wait for the Growth. Wait for the pip to snap and start to grow yeah. something. Don't just think, oh, I've got a tiny a root. root, I can get it in soil. Yeah. Just leave it and really let the germination hit. And Because if it's if it's rooting in where it is, then it's going to do something. Eventually, it will come up uh, growing a bit of a seedling. So that's when you want to put it in soil, I would imagine. But we're coming up to peach season again, so you've got lots of more chances <laughs> to do that, haven't you? 
I'm going to try it again yeah. this year, definitely. Yeah. I've got loads of lemon pips to get going in the, the airing cupboard again. I tried that, yeah. but it didn't didn't work for me. Didn't work. My second woe, actually, is, and this might sound a bit strong when I first say it, Jan, but is um, fucking <laughs> avocado pips. I just, they don't work with me. But I've, I've tried so many and they just don't work. Whereas other people, and I just look at one and it starts sprouting. Don't you have to put them on sticks and water and all that? I don't know how it goes. Yeah, but it doesn't work. And my final gardening woe happened last week and I tweeted about it. A fox came into the garden. About 4am, Riley lost her nut. So I got up and was like, what's that? The little, right, I love foxes. I love them. You know, keep the ban, don't hunt them. But the little (laughs) dug through my wildflower. Oh. And I mean, I told it very non politely to get out my garden. And it came back three times and then it hasn't been back since because I sprinkled some garlic on the wall. Yeah, wee on it. You're supposed to wee on it, aren't you? Jan, I'm not pissing on my wall. <laughs> oh, is it human hair? I've got loads of that. Yeah, put, t- get the doings of your hairbrush and put it out there. Really? Human hair is meant to stop foxes? Is this your way of trying to get me to get a haircut? <laughs> oh, I see, I've had... Hint taken from I, Jan. I don't get that. I did see a fox the other day out there on someone's roof, like a porch roof or whatever. It was on, on How there. How up there? I don't know. Foxes have absolutely no respect. No, no, no. <laughs> Full but stop. Do you know who else doesn't have any respect? And this is one of my woes. The cats, the cats that live next door to me. Oh, Jan, cats can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And they... Sh- <laughs> ...can go with them and all. Because <laughs> I go out there and go to, like, kneel down to, and the waft of it comes up. And you think, mm-hmm. in your own garden. Yeah, also, I... I, you know, not so much the cat's fault, but my neighbours that have cats, I'm like, excuse me, do you want me to come and sh- in your garden? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Like, get... Who's clearing this up? I know. I'm going to get some of that, um, he said, like, lion or something, like dried. Oh, the lion, the, yeah, like dried that urine spray or something. Off. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to get that. Don't forget, Jan, you can just mm. in your garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to get, get that. the shiwi out. So it's not a woe. They have dug a few. They have dug around a few things. That annoys me more. You think, oh, don't dig stuff up. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Don't, I don't dig. I just let Riley out now. If I see a cat, I just open the yeah, door. Yeah. And I'm not advocating. No, I, I don't aggression towards these animals. But I am advocating to keep your cats indoors. Yeah. If I see one, I just go out there and they run away. The other day, I would. Do they? I would never. What have you done to a cat? No, I just just sort of chase them a bit and they go away because I just don't, <laughs> don't want them out there. Um, the Benny Hill music starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the woes I had, but it was sort of last summer, but <clears throat> still bothers me. Mm. I bought a hibiscus from a garden centre and it was from a voucher for my birthday. And it wasn't that, it's 12 <laughs> quid or whatever, but it's not cheap, is it, for a plant? And no. I really wanted it and I thought, oh, I love, love that. So I bought it, read up what compost to put it in put it in the pot, and I planted a couple of things underneath it, and it just died. It just didn't live. It just. No. And when I pulled it out, there was, like, no roots on it. It was nothing. So um, I thought, oh, you know. Well, oh, I was going to be, you know, it's the only plant I've really had that's died, but I just touch wood. But I thought, oh, I just wondered what it was. But then I've got a couple out there. Are they called heucheras? They're, like, frilly. They've got sort of insignificant flowers, but they've got really nice leaves, like in dark reds and 
oranges and that oh, they're, nice. they're frilly, they're really nice. Well, I'd planted one of them in with this hibiscus under a small one. And then I was looking something up the other day about how you could propagate it. And it said, oh, you know, you can do that as long as the vine weevils don't get it. And apparently they're really susceptible to vine weevil. So I wonder whether I bought one with a vine weevil in, planted it with the hibiscus, and, the, mm. and it's got... The and it's just got tangled up. Yeah, it? and the hibiscus, it's got eaten by them. Because they like pots best, vine weevils. They like, they will go for well, planting pots. But I will say, even though every woe that happens, you kind of, you feel a bit crap for a bit, and then you're like, I can... I can try again. It's, that's the thing. I mean, even with the seeds, I mean, most things that I did germinated, some things didn't get much better than that, you know, or I didn't mm. probably give them the attention that they needed or do things at the right time. But on the whole, I'd count that as a success this year. I think I probably went a little bit overboard because I do want all the plants. That's the thing. I just, <laughs> you know, I just... Uh, uh, Jan's like a kid with a football I sticker am. book. <laughs> I am. There's always a plant in the back of my mind that I think if I see one of them, I'm getting it. Do you know what I've got a voucher for? I've got to tell you this. We went to the Hyde Hall garden with my friend in half term. And we'd, we'd already walked yeah. around, really, and we were just in the last bit in the garden centre. We would have bought, we would have definitely bought a plant, without a doubt. And we were there, and all of a sudden this woman came up to us and she went, I'm really sorry. She went, but the garden's closing because Prince Philip's died. And they closed the garden because he died. I, I knew he'd died because I'd got a message, you know, from the kids. Well, from the Queen? Yeah, yeah. she said, obviously, <laughs> the Queen. Jan, I've got to tell you something. Yeah, you know. Sorry, so, RIP, Prince Philip. Yeah, I mean, it's really sad. But I was really shocked that they just, they kicked everybody out of all the RHS gardens because he was the patron of wow. the RHS. But... To me, I would have thought, well, let us stay in here then, you know, really, because <laughs> that's what that's what it was for, for people to go and look at. Do you know what I mean? So, but I mean, we, we were quite lucky because we'd already been round, but there were people that probably just turned up, you know, they'd booked their ticket and they got turned away because they actually closed. But about a week later, I got an email saying, you know, apologies for closing that day. Mm. Um, next time you book up, when you come, you get a £10 voucher. Bring it on. Oh, well, win-win. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. But I know what you mean. Yeah. It's not what he would have wanted. Well, I don't think it? so, to be honest. No. I mean... He loved did... plants. He's passed away. Stop buying plants now. Yeah, it did seem a little bit extreme, you know, that you weren't allowed to go and visit the garden that he was the patron of. Yeah. You know, the gardens, because it's like all of them. It was Wisley and... All the RHS guys. It's a very, very weird time when someone like that passes. Yeah, I suppose they didn't know what to do, but it just felt like an extreme reaction to it, really. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> to me, but yeah. You should write but, a letter, maybe you get another 10 quid voucher. Well, you know, I mean, it's not that I don't think it's a shame that, you know. You can, <laughs> no, well, you know don't worry, it it's not come across like that. It's really <laughs> no, not. It's always, it's always sad when somebody dies, but. It's, it is a extreme thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and let's face it: when you're at work, the the go to thing is how <laughs> let's can we close shut. today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to accuse them of that. What, oh, the, I've the, worked in retail. I know how it is. Any excuse going, oh, going like, oh, did you hear about the Amazon's on fire? Well, we better close better Tesco close. today. <laughs> Should we? Should we end this chat by saying what we are looking forward to 
where where do we go from here? So we've done orchids, fungi, spontaneous plants or weeds, plant trade, trees. What are we missing? What do you want to know about? Flowers. You want to do like flowers about how flowers work? Yeah, do you know what? I'd love to get, I'd love to, because we've done a lot of um, sort of sciencey stuff, which I really like, but I'd like to do gardening, you know, like get someone on. Garden stuff. Yeah, cutting garden. I mean, that's, that's the thing that's really taking off at the moment. People growing flowers to cut. And that's what I want to try and do. Also, vegetable growing because that would be a good one. Do you know what? It's such a thing now. It's just huge. And I mean, I, I mean, even though we've got the allotment, and I really like going over there, I really have to sort of muster up the enthusiasm for growing veg. I like vegetables, mm. but I've sort of come to the conclusion that most things that you want to grow, somebody wants to eat it. That's not you. You know, you, you have to. <laughs> You have to, everything's either got to be in a cage or covered over with a net or it's mm. got to, you know, it's got to be planted next to something else so that it's going to throw that off the scent. And it is quite a complicated business, really. And I'm hoping that it's worth it because we have planted some veg, but I'd, I'd be interested if someone could tell me that it was a lot easier than I thought it was. Yeah, you know, that, that um, would be a good one. So if we do plant, so let's try and do an episode on plant cuttings or, well, or flower cutting plants. Cut, well, um, a propagation, that would be good, but a cutting, no, no, growing flowers to cut. To cut. To cut, to cut. yeah, um, cut And then we can do a veg one, a veg podcast, which I think would be good because a lot yeah. of people would like to know about veg. Yeah, I'd grow. like to do one about water plants. Oh, yeah. I'd like to know a bit yeah. more about, like, you know, lilies and, yeah. and weeds and different stuff like that and what they're good for. And... I'm sure there's some other stuff. But yeah, okay, I think we've got a few more a few more ideas to get going with the rest of the series, the rest yeah. of the next five episodes. Mm. Well, I can't wait, and I can't wait to, you know, eventually be able to sit down in each other's garden and have a drink. Yeah, yeah. And then we can we can do an on-location in each other's garden. And yeah, do we so should be do that. Yeah. Well, Jan, let's close the show there, and then we can um, look forward to booking these next few episodes. Okey-dokey. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Into the Foliage with myself, Ryan Dalton and Janet Garner. If you enjoyed today's show or you're a fan of Into the Wild and Into the Foliage, then you can say thanks by buying us a coffee. Our Kofi link is in the write-up of this episode. We also now have some merch available. What? Our T-Mill link is in the write-up of this show. And you can get in touch with myself and Jan at IntoTheWildPod at gmail.com or on social media, Into the Wild Pod on Twitter and Into the Wild Podcast on Instagram. Whether you just want to say hello, share some thoughts on an episode, or let us know what you want to hear about next. Until next time, keep well, stay safe, and live the good life.